0: Salt Lake City Give Up. Uh, it's MMA Murder
1: to win. the baby gorilla on the basket. across the canvas, guys. This guy's insane. Mark Hurricane the biggest backup of MMA. Oh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it. <Mind> the body, Jacobs. <laughs> <Jenkins. laughs> Hands down,
1: that was
2: the worst fight I've ever seen inside a cage. Welcome into MMA Overdose. With you, as always, yours truly, Mike the Body Jenkins. With me, Mark Hurricane Haas and Jose the Baby Gorilla Basio. Lots to talk about today. Strike Force puts pen to paper. They finally inked. Probably, I'm seeing. Their poster boy coming up. We'll talk about that. Also around the cage with our rumor segment, UFC 107 picks. But first, let's get to the tough finale. Let's recap that. that happened Saturday night live from Las
3: Vegas. Mark, tell us a little bit about it. That's right, Mike. Full of controversy as, not always, but as we like to see. Lately, it seems that every event... It's a little controversy,
2: and this one didn't lack anything of it.
3: It is. It is. Usually it's the judges. We'll we'll, we'll get into exactly what happened. Uh, First, let's talk about Matt Mitrione, Jose. Mitrione (laughs) versus Marcus (laughs) Jones. (laughs) Matt Mitrione, both former NFL
2: players. I I was expecting a lot more fireworks from this. Started out kind of shaky for
1: both fighters once they uh, fought the ring rust off. I expected a little more out of this. Well, you know, Matt Mitrione came in. His stand-up game was phenomenal compared to what Marcus Baby, Big Baby Jones uh, had. And to be honest, Marcus hasn't improved anything at all. It's like he still is a ground fighter. He, he doesn't have any uh, stand-up skills. So I was disappointed with him. And uh, you know what? Matt Mitrione was a better man.
3: That's right. Matt Mitrione defeats Marcus Jones via KO. Uh, in the second round, just 10 seconds in. Yeah, real quick.
2: I I didn't expect, after the first round, I expected this one to go to
3: the decision, but ended up with a quick knockout right out of the gate of the second round. That is right, that
1: is right. Uh, Next fight we had was Frankie Edgar versus Matt Veach. That was a great match, in my opinion. Holy crap, Matt Veach, a phenomenal wrestler. The way he was picking up Frankie Edgar just slamming him down, I can't believe Frankie still got up and started like putting up a great show for this uh, for this organization. Yeah, Matt Veach impressed the hell out of me. For a guy, I had you know no idea impressed who he was. The hell
3: out of me was Jose's last comment. <laughs> <laughs> Up a great show for this organization, Mike. It's all about it's the us. organization.
2: <laughs> are we the organization? We are. We uh, are. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm, they needed a performance like this because this organization's really
3: struggling right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're struggling really bad. Frankie Edgar uh, only made forty six thousand dollars off that fight, but yeah.
2: well, twenty three to win and twenty three base pay. Matt Veach kind of got the short end of the stick with only five (laughs) grand there. It's
3: going to be a shaky Christmas for the Veach family. But no, I I do want to just say real quick. Matt Veach, he does train um, out there with uh, with Matt Hughes. Yeah. And he resembles him a lot. A very, very strong fighter. Take-downs a, a young were incredible. Matt
2: Hughes, if you will. Oh, yeah. When he would
3: slam people when he would s- He had like three or getting four getting just slams that were unreal. I couldn't
2: believe Frankie got up after about the third one. I'm
3: going, this guy. Oh, I know. These are <laughs> brutal. Frankie Edgar, of course, out of New Jersey, used to being slammed. Um, <laughs> <what> <laughs> but happened. in a verbal way. <laughs> what happens when you're from Jersey. Uh, the <laughs>
1: Before, you hear. know what?
2: You, rumor has it that Matt Veach was actually eating pineapple on his
3: friggin' pizza before the
2: fight. Well, get, what, the that's
1: that's yeah, get the, the get out of here. That's what got Frank so friggin' mad. Get out of here.
3: That explains the submission via rear naked choke in round number two. About two minutes, 22 seconds in, uh, Frank Yenger defeating Matt Veach. The, you know, the, the next fight on the card, which had me, as Jose would say, Ecstatic.
2: I don't even think oh, he knows okay. what it means, but he loves throwing it around. I'm a Wikipedia of knowledge, this, buddy. <laughs> this fight had me pumped. This is the fight I wanted to see on this card. Kimbo Slice took on Houston Alexander, and I've got to tell you guys, it was probably one of the most boring fights I've seen this year. It was. It was. Vi- <laughs> it was I mean, there's That's no more. That's it was. <laughs> th- yeah, there's, there's
3: nothing else you can really say about this fight. Houston Alexander went in there with a game plan of, of chopping Kimbo down, getting him with, with uh, leg strikes, and... He did a good job at that, but five minutes of circling in the first round is not, <laughs> a, it's not a good game plan, no matter what your strategy is. He was
1: playing no. Ring Around the Rosies, guys. He, he was playing yeah. Ring, Ring Around, around the Rosies.
2: Yeah, and I think I think a lot had to do with it was the size. I think Houston walked in when they did the stare down. Houston went, holy <laughs> crap, what did I get myself <laughs> into? I mean, the size difference was was just huge. And I think... I think... <laughs> <laughs> got to quit doing that It <laughs> just had my, my train of thought lost But if you would have told me this fight went to a, a, un, a unanimous decision You would have told you would have bet me five grand Said I will bet you that fight will go to a decision I would have taken you up nine out of ten times of that, of that bet with those two guys And it would have been a sad Christmas at the Jenkins residence <laughs> It already is <laughs> No,
3: it's, it's true, I mean it was surprisingly just a terrible fight. It was bad. What does this mean for Houston Alexander? We don't know. What do you say about Kimbo though? He did show some some ground game. He did. You know he had some ground. game. It is Houston Alexander, yeah. but I mean, still there showed was, some ground game.
1: There was times. Uh, there was this one time where I thought Houston could have dominated. Kimbo was just barely getting up, and Houston is about to attack him, but he stops and then backs up. To me, that kind of. Uh, I'm, I'm having a theory here that they probably did a Seth Petrazelli with Houston saying, okay, you know what? Do not knock out Kimbo. Do not knock out Kimbo. He's going to be a parcel shot. That's just me, though. That's just me. I'm no. saying that. I don't know. I'm just saying, dude. I'm speaking for the fans. Uh, the Seth yeah. Petrazelli
2: thing was they said don't take him down. Yeah. They didn't say don't knock him out because he obviously did it in seven seconds.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: a little bit of controversy on Jose's part. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Here's another thing
2: that surprised me. Kimbo Slice, this guy for Elite XC, when he was headlining, he was making half a million dollars. Mm-hmm.
3: His contract for this was $25,000 for this fight. You know, he's become very humbled. Right? He yeah. got rid of some of the guys he used to hang out with, and he's impressed me as a person uh, going forward. So. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Definitely a lot of people have a different perspective on him. And obviously, we don't know if there was a signing bonus or whatnot. But uh, in the co main event, lots of controversy here.
1: Matt Hamill taking on John's. Bones Jones, which I love
2: that nickname, by the way. John guys, Bones
1: Jones. Guys, if Matt would have listened to his corner, he could have had this fight, guys. Oh. He could have had this match. I'm just saying.
2: In no way or shape does Jose Basio's comments <laughs> reflect that of MMA Overdose or its sponsor.
1: Yes, it does.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Matt Hamill uh, defeating John Jones via DQ. Another cool thing in this: first time instant replays ever been used in an MMA
3: bout that 's right, they used this to review the footage to see if a, they were going to use the, the disqualification which they did end up using for the twelve to six elbow strikes from John Jones, which is illegal, Matt Hamill unable to continue due to a uh, what he had a uh, dislocated shoulder though. dislocated shoulder, but they didn 't know that at the time they
2: thought it was because John's bone Jones with an illegal elbow strike, which is a twelve to six elbow strike it's just up and down. It's just straight. You can't do that. You can go from side to su- side to down. You cannot go up to down, and that's what caused the DQ. But they thought that's what the disqualification was there. I think this is a controversy, and John's Bone Jones Camp is actually going to the Athletic Commission
3: to try that to get that uh, into a no contest. We'll see what happens. I mean, John Jones always looks impressive. He's a. I didn't pick him for this fight, but he has impressed me.
1: Just this with what we saw. I mean, he's legit. This dude is I for real. It.
2: I mean, he is he's making waves and with that, I mean, he threw Matt Hamill around like he was Houston Alexander fighting Gimbo. We look a couple weight classes down. Yeah. Jose yeah. doesn't have any idea what I'm talking about because he doesn't know. No, no, not really. Out. I i thinking uh, <laughs> Matt
1: Veach and Frankie still... Edgar, but Cambo and well, Frankie Edgar fight. won that
2: fight, or that would have been
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's like I just got lost in whatever words that you were mentioning. Yeah, but but Matt
2: Hamill, John Jones uh, John Jones is for real. I see uh I see some things happening quick for him. He's only twenty two years old. That's right. One round uh lost round one, four fourteen. And then the main event of the evening four the Tough 10 Heavyweight Championship. Brendan Schaub taking on Roy Nelson. Uh, you guys impressed with this? Roy Nelson ends up winning in round one. Three minutes, 45 ends, uh by a knockout.
1: Uh, that's Roy what Nelson impressed just with. bugs me, though. He rubs me he the just, wrong way. Yes, he does.
3: He thinks he's so godly that he just does whatever he wants, and he's, he, he, he thinks he has everything in his pocket. Well, he is godly. Oh, man. He's Buddha. <laughs> it's just Buddha. that it's I the Belafix. You. you just love the Belafix. I love the
1: Belafix. I could use that in my daily routine.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I picked Brendan Schaub to win this fight. I picked yep. Sh- Brendan Schaub to win the whole thing, and he got knocked out. So Yeah. Which which was shocking to me because he he seemed to have
2: the fight in his hand. He seemed to have it in his back pocket, and then Roy Nelson just just to just to get at all of us that can't stand him because he knows we can't stand him. And, again, just rubbing the <laughs> I mean, the guy's just... He comes off cocky, and I know Jose Jose has become a huge fan of Roy Nelson.
1: I I have become a huge fan because, well, he's a big guy just like me. He makes me believe that I don't really need to do a lot of work in order to lose my belly. I could still be strong and start beating up people just like big Roy Nelson. Yeah!
3: Yeah, but let's see him against a real heavyweight that actually, you know, I mean, not saying anything bad against Brennan Shaw by any means, but... Let's see him against somebody. You know, I don't even want to say Brock Lesnar, but somebody like Gabriel Gonzaga, great striker. I think Roy Nelson would have a problem with him.
2: Oh, Oh, I I think he'd have a problem with pretty much eighty percent of the heavyweights, Uh obviously. Right? Oh, yeah.
1: Not with the belly fix, buds. Not with the belly fix. By the way, I'm five and zero. <laughs> on that, <laughs> on that uh, he's been writing it on, <laughs> just for you. That for you at home, he's been writing
2: it on our notes here the entire time.
1: <laughs> I'm five and zero. I'm five and zero. I'm sorry, guys. I, it's like people should start listening to me for advice as of who's going to be winning the next. Well, pieces.
2: disclaimer here: he's been zero five on our previous picks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Jose, I'll give it up to you. You went five and zero. I did not do so well, but or should we say the coin went five and zero. The coin. Speaking of coin. the coin, we'll get into the coin a little bit later. <laughs> okay, um, little foreshadowing. <laughs> but your Ultimate Fighter winner, Roy Nelson. We'll see what we'll see what happens. We'll see where he goes from here. Uh, should be interesting.
2: All right, we got lots more to talk about uh, coming up around the cage. Uh, Force inks its premier fighter. This is huge. You guys don't want to miss this. And then we'll give you our uh, UFC 107 breakdown. But first, here we sat down. We had a chance to sit down with upcoming mma 185 or jordan smith and here that is we'll be right back mma over to us. all right mike the body Jenkins, alongside hurricane haas we're gonna go two on one with jordan smith <laughs> jordan you a little scared about that
0: not at all i can take two yeah. <laughs> well we're gonna be naked actually isn't one at a time boys one at <laughs> a time you go by mata l a what does that mean it means kill him in Portuguese. Oh. Portuguese! Portuguese. Yeah, Maybe we'll go two on one here, <laughs> Jordan.
3: <laughs> no, he knows
0: Portuguese. He's got to know some jets. Just a little bit, uh, Jordan. You're also a science teacher. Is that correct? That's correct. Full time science teacher, uh, seventh grade science teacher at West Point Junior High. Do your students know you? If you fight? They do. They do. It's kind of hard to miss, you know, two three days and <laughs> not let the word get around that, you know, where you're where you're going and who you're beating up that kind of thing. Do you show up a lot with like a black eye? I actually haven't this year. Last year, I had a, a few black eyes, and I had to tell kids I was falling downstairs and stuff. They thought <laughs> I was clumsy. I ran into <laughs> a wall. Clumsy for a while. <laughs> You're like a battered husband. <laughs> My yeah, teacher's yeah. forty, but he acts like he's eighty. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend hit me with her purse. That guy. <laughs>
2: do any of the Do any of the kids are they afraid to act out? in class? Oh yeah, nobody acts tough
0: in my class. <laughs> and if they do, I ask them, "You being a tough guy right now?" <laughs> no, you really you're really being a tough guy in my class. <laughs> but, okay, so so here's here's I've got a daughter. So when I find How out, old you is
3: know, she? she's seven. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, she's too young. <laughs> he lit up. <laughs> he's <like, laughs>
0: he's got to get an idea. <laughs> <laughs> he only golden, <laughs> down, down in my now. Okay,
3: so so she comes home with these stories about school, and you know, me being a father and protective. You know, I'd like to go go to the school and, and kind of beat up on some kids if I have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Have you ever had a teacher come to you and be like, "Hey, I want you to stop yelling at my kid"?
0: A teacher or a parent? I mean, a parent. 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 No. Yes. Parent. No, parent. actually, yeah, I. I'm a people person, you know, so yeah, okay. people who know me as a teacher, they would never guess I'm a fighter, and people who know me as a fighter have seen me fight, and they would never guess I was a teacher, so I keep the two very separate, you know. I'm two totally different people. Have, have you, so you haven't had any parents get mad when they find out, and they're, well, I don't want my kid in a... Barn. I was so worried about that when I first started teaching, because I started fighting about six months before I started teaching, Right. and uh, when I got the job, I kind of wanted to keep it on a down low, but it got so much, that I was fighting so much, I had to tell the administration, and when they were okay with it, I was like, "Thank God, because this can be easy." They they were excited that I was fighting. You oh, know, I had a, really? I had an awesome principal. She told me she wanted to go watch me sometime. That kind of <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. total opposite of what I would. expect <laughs> Exactly. I
2: school thought school. I was going to get fired if they saw me doing this stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. on <laughs> yeah. on the weekends. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So you're you're ten and zero and one. You've got one draw to Richard Hale, who is a behemoth
0: of a man. Richard Hale, yeah, he yeah. Tough, tough as nails, man. He
2: actually came down. He, he fights heavyweight, and then you you just mentioned he won a super heavyweight after you had fought him. I mean, he, the dude he holds,
0: huge. He, he holds all three belts in the, in the biggest weight classes wow. in, in Arizona. Now he he was a heavyweight and a light heavyweight champ from Arizona. But when we fought, and then after he fought the the guy with the super heavyweight, he, he moved beat. back up. And we actually we were actually there at that fight. And Jordan, I got to
3: tell you, that was that was an awesome performance. Um, you know, by Richard Hale. Yeah, right, yeah. No, <laughs> I did a good job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were
3: saying you got beat up by him, but you know what? You just wouldn't stop. You wouldn't back down. I mean, you were throwing all sorts of different punches from every angle in in the cage. You,
2: it was like it looked like sh- it reminded me of Street Fighter. You were doing like backward flip kicks. <laughs> and it was bad at you. It reminded me of Kyle. I'm like Gail's. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, that was that was an awesome fight. Awesome fight. That's 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 what people love about you. What what gives you? I mean. There's a lot of fighters that go out there with a game plan, and I'm sure you probably go out there with a game plan as well, but you're the type of fighter that goes out there and just wants to finish the fight. What what gives you that
0: drive, and, and do you ever worry about, you know, what's going to happen, or is it just, let's, let's do this? Oh, every fighter worries about what's going to happen because nobody wants to get knocked out in front of thousands of people, you know. That kind of anxiety is, you know, normal pre-fight crap, but... Um, my game plan is always to come out and give the fans a good show because that's why the fighters are there. And the the best show for the fans is a stand up fight with that exciting kind of, you know, maybe a maybe a spinning back kick or a head kick every once in a while. That's the kind of thing that they want to see, you know. So that's what I wanted to do when I went and fought Richard Hale. It was it might have been exciting, but I don't. It, it could have been a lot better. I think I should have switched up that game plan because Richard Hale, first of all, was seven feet. <laughs> and I couldn't punch him you know, at all. And when I did land a punch, he took it like a champ. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I should have switched the game plan at some point in a 25-minute fight to do a little jiu-jitsu and maybe finish the fight after you know, 15 minutes of exciting stand-up. Fun. How far before did you know you were going to fight him? Because obviously that size
2: advantage was definitely played into his hands. I mean, did you know about the... Yeah, the advantage he had. I yeah. did,
0: I did. I knew he was. I'd fought big guys before, six three. I had two two guys that were six three. I fought before, so I didn't think oh, it was wow. going to be that big of a deal. The difference was, he really could take a punch because I did catch him. With oh, you caught him punches, a bunch. Yeah. and he had a a chin like mine because after that third round when he was dropping bombs on me, yeah, that was that was the most my chin ever got tested. and I watched that in slow motion about fifteen times. How am I still standing right now? Check me out? I'm retarded. I'm doing the cat paw. Just half retarded, <laughs> knocked out.
2: You got five <laughs> wins by knockout, five by submission, uh, and then, of course, the one draw uh, with Richard. What's your favorite way to finish
0: a fight? Knockouts, which is weird because I, I punch people and then they fall down. And instead of keep punching them, I'll, I'll choke them out or something. You know? <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't switch over, but that's like the for sure thing. And it, I just always go for that neck. It's that killer instinct, I guess. Who do you want to fight next? Um, I've wanted to fight Nick Rospo for a while as a local guy, but um, like I said before in a couple of interviews with Twelve Eighty the Zone and some other guys. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Don't worry, Me we
2: and Nick. <laughs> an <laughs> MMA <laughs> overdose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll edit name in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me and Nick are kind of looking for bigger and better things outside of Utah, you know. So if yeah. we meet later in the, you know a bigger show, then it'd be uh, it'd be an, an honor to fight him. Um, other than that, there's some. I don't know, bigger name guys around the area and other states that I wouldn't mind getting my hands on.
2: Yeah. Uh, so you you did mention you were looking for other things. What kind of stuff do you have? Have you been approached by different promotions? There's been a few things that I can't really talk about. Okay. So okay. hopefully they work out we real well. We can it out. Go ahead.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's just us. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what will get me sued. <laughs> exactly.
0: Okay, all so right. hopefully they work out. And if, if they do work out, then you'll definitely know what I was talking about. And then, you know, good things very nice so
3: speaking of national um i want to bring this up you've probably gotten in a million times before but do you get the comparison to rich franklin often and how do you feel about that because the anybody who know yeah. right
0: anybody know who knows rich franklin and knows the US ufc well enough to know that he was a teacher before he started fighting yeah they they immediately go oh I like rich franklin and i don't mind that at all you know what i mean rich franklin is very successful he's an yeah. awesome fighter you have similar fight styles uh, too because yeah. you like to go out and bang and yeah, I just, it, yeah. Like it for the it, fighter. it doesn't stop that. at the
3: teaching. I think you guys have a lot in common. And
0: yeah, that's cool. Other than him getting knocked out, you know. Don't fight Anderson Silva. Don't fight Anderson Silva. I think he'll yeah. stay out of the cage. So, are you
2: af- are you afraid of spiders? Then is what you're saying. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. right, you
0: seen that guy move his head? I <laughs> yeah. think I had trouble ri- hitting Richard Hale? You <laughs> <laughs> try swinging that guy. Who's your favorite fighter? What made you want to get into the fight game, if you will? Um, I never had. Um, a favorite fighter until I started fighting because I didn't follow it well enough. I right. watched a couple of the old UFCs, the old style, and I was like, wow, that's crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I was fighting football, and that kind of stuff was kind of off my plate. I was still concentrating on trying to be a professional athlete in that sense, a football right. player. So when uh, college football was winding down, my my brother, mm-hmm. who's my biggest fan now actually, he took me to my first live fight in one of the St. Louis bars. I, I'm from the St. Louis area. Oh, okay. And uh, I was I was just standing by the ring. With my jaw on the floor Just going I gotta do that I wanna do that <laughs> And me and my brother Were taking bets on the fights And I picked every winner Except oh, for wow. one There was like 11 fights that night I'm like That guy's gonna win I was just I don't know anything about him I just watch him get in the ring And shadow box And do their dance And I'm just whew, I was in so heaven So like a
2: natural eye for it almost Oh yeah Exactly So
0: you actually started Your amateur career Out in the Midwest right? Yep Yeah I started fighting uh, My first fight was Oh man I gotta think Where was my first fight? Uh, Let me think. I'm going
3: to go back to... uh, I think it was the (laughs) fifteenth of June in 2007. Roughly. Roughly. (laughs) Roughly. I got a new biggest fan. (laughs) Your brother needs to
0: back up. I'm next in line. (laughs) My first fight was actually a big show. It was called Genesis in St. Charles, and I think it's disbanded now, but there was about 4,000 people at that show, and it was my first one, and I was jacked. I was so... I don't even... It was one of those things where you don't remember a lot of it. I remember... All of it, but it was fast. You know what yeah. I mean. And I knocked the guy out in 19 seconds, and it was, I was hooked after that. It was Jeez. crazy. How soon after you said you went to the fight? Your brother took you. How soon after were you fighting? Uh, I think it was in September when I got to see my first fight. Football ended that November, and I started training in January. And I had a, oh, I wow. had my first fight scheduled by March, and then that one got canceled because the guy didn't show up on fight day, and then the next Genesis show was was the one I fought on.
2: Wow, so it was pretty quick you you jumped in. You haven't stopped since. You haven't
0: slowed down at all. did slow down this year a little bit, but that's just because it's hard to find fights now at this level. You're kind of between the bigger shows, and no, none of the, you know, the smaller shows aren't going to be able to pick you up. Right.
2: Did they give you an option, or do you just kind of take what they can give you, I guess, being at this level?
0: Um, I've kind of been uh, with the Throwdown Fight team, and they've been in charge of my fights for right now, so I've kind of just had to take what they've given me. But okay. uh, I think this next year I'm going to try and get a lot more fights. And maybe take uh, take take the reins back and try to take more fights. If you know what I'm trying to say, <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to avoid the secret. <laughs> Jordan, uh, you've you've had uh, looks like
3: ten professional fights. Name the fight that you would that you remember the most, and and what reason do you remember that fight the most for?
0: I'll never forget Richard Ale, that giant man oh, still. And <laughs> in, in all honesty, like in all honesty, I think I lost that fight. I don't know what the judges were watching, but I've broken it down, and it's always at least three to two, him, you know. And if I could, I'd send him the belt, but I didn't take the belt home that night because, you know, I honestly think it was a loss. A lot of people don't. My trainer definitely wants me to keep or stop saying that. <laughs> How my he just stormed out of the room. room. He's <laughs> <laughs> of uh, a pitch, Jordan. But I think he beat me, you know, and I should have changed my game plan up, especially after that third round when he when he was dropping those bombs. And uh, that was the hardest fight for sure ever. And, uh, that's the one that's was definitively telling me you're too small to fight two oh five, you know, and telling me some point you're not gonna be able to knock everybody out. So yeah, use your jujitsu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I used my jiu jitsu in my last fight, you know. So I can thank Richard Hale for making me think about jujitsu more, you know what I'm is, saying? Is
2: that something would you want a rematch with him? Um that's still, that size difference is so much. I quick, wish but.
0: right. If I was gonna do a rematch with him, the same thing I would do if I was going to do a rematch with Jeremy Peterson who was also a really big guy kind of manhandled me. I don't know if you guys were at that Jeremy Horns uh, November of 2008 maybe. Jeremy Peterson was my first real tough fight. He took me all the way through the second round and he couldn't answer the bell for the third. And at that point I was like I'm too small to fight this weight class. And was that at 205? That was at 205, 205, yeah. And I... If I was gonna rematch either of those guys, Richard Hale or, or Jeremy Peterson, I would, I would hit the weights and bulk <laughs> up. I would hay <laughs> hey rod, hit the steroids. Yeah, there <laughs> you know, that stuff up. Oh my gosh! But it would, I would definitely put on about thirty pounds of muscle and then cut down. Yeah, like they do, you know. Right. And then it'd be a little more fair. And I, you know, then I'd think about a rematch. But honestly, if Richard Hale was my size, I'd rematch him. In a second I would love I'm Fighting somebody like you Who's tough Can take those punches And give them back to you That's the funnest thing ever you yeah. Know? yeah It's, it's great fun fight. for us to watch Yeah we'd yeah. love to watch it again <laughs> I, I don't know if I could do it See, I you know could. I couldn't actually <laughs> yeah, It's a fine line Between like Being disappointed Like oh That fight was too slow That was too quick You know I, I trained all those months And now all I got Was a minute and a half Or something like that Yeah It's a fine line Between that And 25 minutes of When's this fight Gonna be <laughs> over <going?" laughs> Why <laughs> does this guy Fall down when I punch him <laughs> And that's got to be tough.
2: Like, I never even thought about that. You train, you know, a couple months for this, and then it's over in 10 seconds if you do yeah. that yeah. knockout. But then at the same time, you're like, wait, I just knocked him out in 10 seconds. And and I, I get know. to go home. <laughs> Where's my beer? <laughs> no
3: stitches. Yeah. So yeah. you said that, you know, you're starting to obviously change your game plan to use a little more jujitsu. Um, is one of one discipline that you'd like to be better at or that you're working the hardest on at this point of your game
0: wrestling for sure i never wrestled in high school wish i would have never wrestled in college wish i would have my coaches at the high schools wanted me to you know and uh, i'm actually a wrestling coach now i, I assistant coach Roll with uh, with the coaches at west point junior high and i wish i i would have wrestled and so I'm, I'm trying hard to catch up to a lot of guys who did wrestle yeah. when wrestlers come into a fight when the, into the fight scene they're head and shoulders above somebody who's never been on the mats, and I need to work on it a lot. Don't tell, don't tell my gonna tell him. Don't worry. <laughs> you're good with that. Sure
2: it's good here. You're training right now out of uh, one-hit MMA, out of uh, its uh, Insight Stroops
0: gym. Now, you're doing a lot of jujitsu. We just watched you finish up in there. What else do you train in here? In here, we do kickboxing uh, and jujitsu almost every day, and then we'll do wrestling about once a week, and then we also spar kickboxing and spar MMA once a week too, so we try oh, to really? do it all. The whole gambit here at one hit, MMA for sure.
2: Wow, how how can people if, oh, if people are listening, they want to come down and train with
0: with uh, L and get killed? Yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. do they, what do they need to no, do? I'm do a thing? nice guy at the gym. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> they got to come in and uh, talk to my trainers, Aldo Regia. They can they can find us at the uh, Freeport Center in Clearfield. It's right off of the Antelope exit in Clearfield, so it's easy to find. And a lot of people know where Stroops is already. So just come on in and Talk to us Really it's fun People get it kind of intimidated By an MMA gym yeah. But we just have fun in here You guys saw us And they're playing around Yeah,
3: and yeah they were just playing They were choking each other
0: <laughs> it, was, it was all a joke
2: I mean I, I didn't I know th- When they were going to get serious yeah. I was waiting <laughs> I thought I was on a playground uh, Exactly you know? <laughs> Where's the jungle gym guys Yeah <laughs> Well exactly. we're talking to Jordan Smith Thanks for uh, sitting down with us We'd love to uh, When these secrets can be revealed We'd love to uh, know about it And get you on again
0: For sure, dude. Thanks for having me. So let us know what's coming up next. Uh, Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys.
1: All right, and we are back. That is correct. And by the way, this interview was brought to you by Aztec Highway. Aztec Highway—the only place to get MMA apparel. Uh, definitely go check them out. They're located off from 3300 South and West Temple. Aztec Highway. Mention MMA overdose just for the hell of it. <laughs>
2: Jordan Smith, great guy. Uh, thanks go out to him for sitting down with us. But I've been—I've been wondering
3: since we 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 sat down with him, what is. What is the secret? Yeah, Jordan Smith would not release a secret to uh, Mike, not. Mike and I. But we hounded him after the interview too, and he yeah. still he, he was tight lipped about it. But I have my speculations. You know what? Dancing with the
2: stars.
1: I agree.
3: <laughs> 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 MMA overdose is bringing you. Uh, should we break some news, or do we not want to be wrong? <laughs> well, if we're wrong, we can always delete this episode. That is right. We love to delete. But buttons. if we're right. Oh, this means big things. This thing's in a loop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm saying Jordan Smith. He would not talk to us about what was going on, but this guy is 10 and 0, just a just an awesome, awesome fighter. And the next episode of Tough, ironically enough, is 185ers. Yes, which Jordan Smith has vacated his 205 belt, gone down to 185, strictly 185. Could Jordan Smith
1: mm. be the next
3: Tough alum?
1: You know what I'm going to say, guys? Jordan Smith will be on the next installment of The Ultimate Fighter. And if I'm wrong, which I always am, <laughs> <laughs> I will eat a hamburger.
3: Well, you're rolling, bud. You're 5-0. and o.
1: I'm 5-0. You yeah, know, I you am 5-0. I predict Jordan Smith is going to be on the next installment of that's, The Ultimate that's,
3: Fighter. That's, mo- that's, that's what we're
2: thinking. And uh, I, I've had a lot of time to think about this. Which oh, yeah. has just been a few minutes. But I think that's it.
3: He's beaten guys from the IFL. You know, he's beaten a lot of good fighters. So, King of the Cage champions. Yeah. He's knocked them off. Jordan Smith, good luck, brother. Keep in touch.
2: Keep in touch. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. Obviously, big thing's coming. We'll uh, we'll sit down to Jordan again here real soon.
1: Speaking of the Ultimate Fighter, next installment, seen 11 Let's go around the cage. Now, this is what's going on here. Dina White made an announcement. <laughs> Why'd you point to me? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like I like pointing at people. Dina White made an announcement that he's going to get Dancing with the Stars alumni Chuck Liddell and the Apprentice alumni uh, Tito Ortiz to be the next coaches for the Ultimate Fighter, you know. Season, season eleven. Tough eleven middleweights featuring Tough, Jordan Smith. Yeah, yeah, you know, featuring Jordan Smith. Uh, <laughs> they're actually going to na- uh, they're going to actually change the name of the show from The Ultimate Fighter season eleven middleweights to Dancing with the Apprentice: The Ultimate Fighter Edition.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Because uh, Chuck Liddell and Tito were both on a reality show. A lot of people didn't know this that they were actually fighters before they made their reality show. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> debut. That's true. <laughs> I've heard they've had a couple good fights. I don't know. About them. <laughs> I don't. You know, I've seen. I've, I've I've heard seen of them one or two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know they're face but you know i mean they fought in a few undercards and stuff <laughs> 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 obviously former two both two former two five uh champions that just dominated in their in their little time also big news we talked about it we trash talked him on just about every episode but rampage has finally announced he's coming out of retirement to fight rashad
3: well here's the thing though they've already they've already <laughs> on obviously uh they put rashad up against um Tiago Silva. Silva. There you go. They put him up against Tiago Silva. They have to get through that fight first. Uh, do you see Quentin fighting somebody else before that? Or do you think he goes just trains, goes straight back to, to Rashad? You know, I don't see Rampage going back to training immediately. I think he he's announcing this.
2: He wants to see what happens with Rashad. Obviously, if Rashad loses... The hype, but the fight already between these two is already kind of gone. Yeah, you know it's, the luster. it kind of reminds me of the Matt uh, Matt Sarah Matt Hughes fight when they were supposed to fight at the end of the season. Matt Sarah got injured, and they ended up fighting about a year and a half, two yeah. years later. Yeah, the luster was gone. The you know they put their egos aside, and it was just it was what it was. It was a, it was a pathetic fight, but I still think this if it happens within the next couple months after the Silva fight, Rashad. I think it I think it'll still may have some luster. They could they could swing something, you know, to maybe have Rampage come in after Rashad wins, have Rampage get in his face, yeah, talk
3: a little trash. You know, it's Quentin Jackson saying Rampage, uh, you know, he wants to do it for the fans. He's not doing it for for Dana, he's not doing it for the UFC. So it's exciting to have him back. He's always a great fight to watch. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it should be exciting.
3: And uh All right, you guys ready for a little Strike Force bombshell?
1: You know, drop it on me. Son.
2: You ready for this? Dangerous Dan Henderson has inked a deal with Strikeforce. Undisclosed. Ooh. He's been in negotiation with UFC for weeks now. Words have been said from both camps, and Henderson has signed with Strikeforce. What do you think about the arguably? I think their biggest name in America. Their biggest name. Hendel's actually got the the name in Japan too, but Fedor doesn't have that that legacy here in America yet.
1: I predicted this last week when I talked to you. Uh, when I talked to you, Mark, when Mike wasn't here, seven and zero. Oh?
2: Does that seven make him oh. seven and zero? Oh? That makes me 7-0. no, seven and because oh. Dana told us
3: that <laughs> 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 allegedly there was a signature between yeah. Strikeforce yeah. and Henderson. But yeah, Jose broke it, sure. Yeah, I broke it.
1: I said, you know what, <laughs> and you know what, and this is another uh, piece of a uh, piece of news that you guys will like this on the next uh, car for CBS. Hando's going to be fighting on the next fight or Strike Force on CBS, Hendo's going to be on that card. Jose, when is that? That's going to be sometime next year. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Don't know yet. It hasn't been disclosed. But uh,
2: And um, who's going to be fighting? I didn't hear you the first three times.
1: It's like, Hendo's going to be fighting. <laughs> 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 so,
2: and no-named no opponent yet. Do you th- what do you think? Is he going to go 205, 185? He's got Musasi, which no, I think is an interesting it's match. Like,
1: uh, he, he's... He's unsure of which weight class. He's just going to test the waters. But there's uh, there's rumors uh, going around strike force that Jake Shields may be one of the uh, one of the opponents. And Jake he'll... Shields,
2: the 185 champ, yeah. yeah.
1: He and he'll put his title up against uh, Hendo. So. The 185 champ, yes. Well, and they uh, definitely need some depth in that in that weight class.
2: Well, yeah, and and Shields, and I've said it from day one. I can't stand Shields. Mm-hmm. I think he's boring. I don't like the guy fighting. Mike but himself. I think. I think Hendo and <laughs> Shields he could him. be could be the Hendo Bisbing fight knockout all over again. Oh yeah,
3: absolutely. You know, Shields, he goes in there and he dominates people on the ground. He's not gonna do that to Dan Henderson. No, not a chance. No way. And Henderson's got a mean right hand that'll be looking for Shields all night long and it'll happen. Oh and yeah. a
1: great elbow. Great elbow. Great when elbow you're from not the top allowed, rope. Yeah, yeah. Top, top turnbuckle.
3: But here's the thing is is Henderson signs with strike force. they they're actually stepping their game up. You know, Strikeforce has signed some pretty impressive names. Uh, starting to get a little more in the mix now of the mainstream. You know, before it was always UFC, UFC, but now Strikeforce is making waves. This is going to be interesting.
2: I think. I think it's it's very interesting, and I think the rivalry that kind of started with the Fedor signing, Strikeforce signing Fedor, I think that's gonna we'll see that unfold over the next week or two of Dana White we'll see what he has to say. I'm I'm curious as to what he's got to say about this.
1: I'm excited about this. I'm starting to become a Strike Force fan. Uh I'm definitely going to be Strike Force first then UFC because Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yes. breaking news. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> We do have a drop.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mike's is good, though. Yeah, Mike's was pretty that was good. Sick. <laughs> that was
2: sick. I've been practicing. All right?
1: <laughs> no, I'm really starting to... You're going to go strike, strike for So you're going to be a b- fan of somebody
2: b- who does shows four times a year over someone who does it once, twice a month?
1: And has mm. like the best fighters in the world? I mean, it's like... Who- Fighters are fighters as long as you put up a show. I like Jeremy uh, – Jeremy. Uh, Jason Horn.
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> Jason Mayhem Miller. No, that's that guy's name. I like Miller. You like uh, him
3: because he gets dominated for five rounds straight? No, because he
1: has an awesome entrance. Oh, I like uh, Mayhem oh Miller boy. because of that. I like Jose's
3: more about the show than
2: he is the final.
1: <laughs> <And> he really <laughs> is. No, I love both. I love the fights, and I love the show. It's just that – I was just kind of like jumping on on a new little bandwagon, you know. It's like I think about it like this: the MMA organization is like music, you know. You have a favorite song, everybody's listening to it. Then you get fed up with that song, so what do you do? You just get yourself underground shit, and yeah, you freaking like it. And that's what Force is to me. It's an underground stuff that's barely going up, and I'm going to be right there. I'm going to be on that roller coaster. So you of basically domination. you want what me and Mark a have dominance. from being
2: with UFC since the first one.
1: Yeah, just because you guys have uh, been with uh, UFC since the first one, and I just barely got into it just maybe four or five years ago. Okay.
2: Okay. So, I'm uh, making for the new so, fans. So I think what we've just built here today, and we may have more breaking news, an Beautiful. alliance, me and Mark, UFC, you strike force.
1: Oh, and I wish this would be an awesome idea if they could create a game that involves mixed martial arts.
3: A game, a game, Think as about in it. like. Okay, are we talking board game? Are we talking video yeah. game? I
1: was like, "What kind of game are you talking?" I'm about talking about, there, about like like UFC figures? Undisputed 2010 versus Strikeforce, Unchallenged.
3: So you're going Throwdown versus Raw? Is this what we're talking about? Throwdown versus ECW versus I Raw mean, uh, or SmackDown? Yeah. SmackDown, yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm not up
3: to my latest. Sorry, Brock.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's like I'm just getting into it just because, well, I, I, I like this organization. This is cool. Now I get to be able to say I've been with Strike Force since the beginning. You know,
2: you know who really wins here? Me. The fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. More yeah. MMA events for us. Let's say Strike Force ends up going to once a month. We're going to have pretty much every Saturday an MMA event. That's true. That's true. So That's we true. are ultimately the winners. We don't have to pick sides here, Jose. You know what? I'm Can't we all just come together? Team
1: Gorilla all the way, guys. <laughs> That's oh, all I'm saying.
2: right, you're a new MMA fan.
3: Twilight. Join uh, Team Gorilla. <laughs> Moment brought to you by Gorilla. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this Saturday, coming up live from Memphis, Tennessee. UFC 107. Let's break that down. Uh, let's go to our co main event and then we'll tell you who we're picking for the other fights. Uh, Chuck Congo, which I think is interesting, very, very interesting fight. Chuck Congo taking on Frank Mir in the co main event.
3: How do you see this one playing out? I like Mir. I think Mir's going to go in there and he's going to put a hurting on Congo. Mir looked super impressive stand up wise when he fought
1: um, Nokira. And Chuck Congo, I eh, just can't hang with Mir. I'm also going to go with Frank Mir. Uh, his ground game is phenomenal, and his stand-up game, I mean, when he fought against Nagira, I mean, it, that was freaking amazing. So I'm also going with Mir. Did you A- just
3: jump on my bandwagon? I think I just <laughs> said, all oh. <laughs> you know what? I think Mir's been very impressive in his last <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> No, I. you know what? I'm, I'm going to disagree with both of you. I'm going to go with Frank Mir.
0: <laughs>
2: because no, both of them coming off tough losses, I think Chuck Congo's kind of gotten to his head, and I think Frank Mir saw how dominating Cain Velasquez was on the ground with Congo, and I think Mir going to take him to the ground. Mir says he wants to box with him, but he says that with everybody, and he really only did it against Nog. Right. Well, yeah. Either way, I he mean, Either way, he'll, he'll dominate. Check <laughs> on both both yeah. both fronts. I, I see. I see Mir taking that one as well in the in the championship <laughs> fight for the lightweight <laughs> title. Champion B J Penn. Taking on Diego Nightmare Sanchez, Jose. How do you see this fight playing out?
1: Um, Diego Sanchez all the way. Uh, The reason because he's Mexican. That and he's also (laughs) a phenomenal wrestler. So, okay, yeah, he's Latino. All right, that's my main reason why.
3: Diego Sanchez versus BJ Penn. I'm excited. I love watching BJ Penn fight. The guy goes out there and he just goes for blood. I mean, ever since he's redone his training regimen, he's been a different fighter. Oh yeah. BJ Penn of old and he just goes in there and fights and you know what? He's going to end up uh getting Diego on the ground somehow and he's going to he's going to time up, put yeah. him out. Yeah. I see I see the same thing.
2: BJ Penn taking that one. I see it being exciting though on their feet cuz Diego goes out there to bang his last his last few fights and wants yeah. to finish a fight, but I <laughs> I think BJ would be too much
3: for him. I don't think BJ's ever been knocked out, has he? Uh,
2: not not a, on not his feet. F- I mean, no. he's... No, he's been submitted by, he's hard by to hit, strikes. He's yeah. been submitted
3: by strikes, but I don't I don't believe he's ever been knocked out. Um,
2: kicking the night off, Paul Buontello taking on Stefan Struff. I'm going with Buontello on this. Take, making his UFC debut... <laughs> return. Mm. <laughs> 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 making his UFC return. Back from affliction. Um... I like this guy. He's a, he's he's known as the headhunter, and I see him coming in and uh, getting a knockout in this one.
3: That's right, Paul Buntello, the former UFC heavyweight champion. Um, I'm going with Stefan Struve on this one. I I don't like Buntello. I he's got one tool, and that's striking. And other than that, I mean he's he's a fish out of water when he gets on the ground. So I see uh, I see Buntello losing in his debut oh, ooh, return. A little foreshadowing. <laughs> a little foreshadowing.
1: <laughs> Well, I did a coin toss earlier for this just because I'm not quite familiar with both fighters. So I, my coin told me it was going to be Steven Stufer, or, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever his name is. That's a safe bet since he's uh, not fighting. I certainly
3: <laughs> hope you picked one other than what he picked.
1: No, I, I did actually show. Uh, no, he
3: went for with for Diego Sanchez.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: It's, yeah, yeah nah, okay. nah, nah, All right. Nah. After that fight, uh, Ken,
2: Kenny Kenflo for Lorian. Holy sheesh. Taking on Clay Guida, both of them. Coming off losses again. Oh, no. Clay Guida coming off a win. Ken Flo coming
3: off a loss to BJ Penn for the title fight. Yeah. Kenny Florian's been out a while. You know, yeah. his last fight against BJ Penn. Um, but I see Kenny Florian beating Clay Guida.
1: I'm going to choose Clay Guida because he's Latino, just like me. And plus, I, I think he's Italian. Yeah. He is not. Oh,
2: Latino. he is? He's not even close to Latino. I, wow. Then, um, uh, <laughs> kind of like <laughs> well, I'm going well, <laughs> to choose Clay up because it's
1: always it's always a pleasure watching him fight. He's always an exciting fighter, and he's just there to brawl, and that's what I love about Clay. And I'm definitely going to go with Clay on this.
2: Yeah, unless Clay can get a quick knockout, I see Ken Flow, I see Ken Flo submitting him. I've got Ken Flo winning that one. And finally, John Fitch against Mike Pierce. What's going to
3: happen in this one? John Fitch I like John Fitch I mean he Worked his way up to a title Now trying to work his way Back to a title Uh, Still it's just the one loss Yeah To uh, George St. Pierre Yeah in the UFC Yeah he's He's a real deal So I like John Fitch In this one Um, I see him finishing the fight Rear a choke actually I'm actually calling How he's going to win this one You're calling it right now I'm calling it right now Jose didn't you have The same pick
1: I did. <laughs> rear, naked uh, rear naked choke. Rear naked choke. Same thing. <laughs> um, but now I'm going to say a flying armbar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jose's favorite move. When you make your debut, if you don't finish by flying armbar, you've got to fight again. It's called a loss. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. calling it a loss. I don't care if you knock the guy out. You've <laughs> lost that fight. I, I
1: will definitely end it with a flying armbar. bar. <laughs>
2: A Latino twist for you there, oh, bud. That's Spanish for
1: Hawes. <laughs> I, I, I heard rumors. <laughs> I heard it around the cage. You, I heard see it, you heard it first on <laughs> MMA Overdose. <laughs> I,
2: I see John Fitch taking this one as well. Uh, Fitch really pissed me off his last fight at UFC 100 against Tiago, uh, Paulo Tiago. Oh, God,
1: that was a boring most, fight. One of the yeah. most
2: boring fights I've ever seen. And John Fitch usually is just exciting. He goes out there to finish a fight. Granted, he uh, he was supposed to go second in the card, and they actually had him go after the
3: two main <gasps> events. Yeah. So, which, so which would mess with a fighter. Yeah, he did say that that threw him off a little bit. Yeah,
2: so I could see why it was boring. But still, man, that fight for yeah. both was just awful. UFC should have never done that. But I see Fitch taking this one. And those are our UFC 107 fight picks.
3: Put them on the calendar. Jose going five and zero last picks. We'll see how he does this time. And so he does this time. Check out MMAOverdose. dot com. Are you going to post the picks on the website?
1: Yeah. What pics? <laughs> <laughs> Jose's <guy> like, here. <laughs> Jose's like, wait a minute, what pictures? What pictures of mine do you have? <laughs> what pictures <laughs> are they?
3: Oh little confused. Like, what what the pictures, yes. Um. <laughs> the pics. Jose will post oh, them the online. <laughs> Wow. You uh, just got here. We got to give you some slack. You did just get here.
2: Those are five picks check out MMAOverdose.com. Uh, our very special thanks to Jordan Smith. Uh, check out his website. It's jordansmithmma.com. For Mark Kyle's Jose Basio, I'm Mike the Body Jenkins, and this has been MMA Overdose. Happy holidays coming up. Happy shopping. We'll see you next week.
1: Merry Christmas. Good night. And a happy new year.